0: Are you looking out for those little trends that could add multi-million dollars to your business? Today's guest saw a spark of an idea inside the forum his business was running. Next thing, he's setting up offices in San Fran, Berlin, and a few other far-flung places, and solving an age-old marketing problem. Check this out
1: welcome to the small business big marketing show where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level now here's your host Tim
0: Reid welcome back listeners to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show I am your host Timbo Reed but you so much more importantly are a motivated small business owner ready to crank out some great marketing and that's is why you're here, and that's why I'm here, and that's why this show is brought to you by the very good guys at 99 Designs and Net Registry. Now, very big show, I know, I know, say it every week, but I have got a big show for you today. I am going deep, deep down, a big, deep dive with the CEO. Patrick Lou Allen of 99designs, and he takes us behind the scenes of what has become an incredible business success. I've got a listener question about how to access podcasts. I like that question. Exciting news from deep inside the forum. I get a wonderful present from a guest, and that made my day. Got an inspirational marketing quote. It's very short and sweet, and a big, big shout-out. To American Airlines uh, who did something very special for my son and his mates today who were trapped at LAX. Now, how's your week been? Good? Bad? Indifferent? Had a win? Little win? Big win? Dunno. We can't talk back, can we? Well, you could leave a comment in the show notes, but uh, I have had an interesting week. I've been back now for about two and a half weeks where I've just been at home. Uh, No travel, uh, and I've had a really busy year of travel and speaking. And I feel as though this week I've just hit the ground with a thud. And not the greatest thud in the world. It's kind of like looking around going, hmm, what do I do? Not that I have nothing to do, but it was just like... A feeling of, it's been such a busy year and then the brakes have been slammed on and I'm back home and working on the business. And I don't know, just a funny feeling. Don't know whether you've ever had a feeling like that, but um, it's requiring a little bit of readjustment. And that is why I have embarked on a wellness program. I've been pretty healthy this year, although I lost a lot of weight early this year and I stacked about, I lost 30 kilograms, stacked 10 back on. Uh, of recent times, just just through travel, so really focusing on getting healthy again, uh, and in fact, about to do a bike ride, about to do a five hundred kilometre bike ride next weekend with my beautiful daughter. Uh, we're doing the Great Vic bike ride, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do from a podcast point of view. Whether I report in from there, I'll certainly uh, pre-record a show before I head off because we will be out in the wilderness, but. Um, I will see how we go in terms of um, what marketing magic I see along the way. Uh, The back roads, the country roads, the back country roads of Victoria. I'm not sure whether there'll be too much marketing magic, but who knows? I might meet a really cool little shopkeeper in a tiny little Victorian town. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, that's been my week. Love to hear how your week's been. We talk about our weeks in the forum a lot. So uh, feel feel free to head over there, crankmymarketing.com. Now, I got this uh, wonderful, wonderful note from a listener, and that listener's name is Scott Brown, a.k.a. the camp guy. Don't know how to take that, Scotty. I'm assuming it's a kind of tent thing, but who knows? The camp guy, huh? But he very, very kindly sent me this really cool set of, like, Well, they're not just pliers, they're like uh, 101 tools in one. He sent me this lovely note, he says, Hey Timbo, this is just a little gift to say thanks so much for the podcast and your work with KPI. I do a bit of coaching with the Key People of Influence Program, Key Person of Influence Program. Why the tool? Everything you speak of is tactical. It's worth every dime and I consider your input crucial. (laughs) Boom, boom. To my business success, I'm sure tool fits in somewhere. Just can't place it. Scotty, you're on fire. Uh, Seriously, though, inspirational, generous, actionable, knowledgeable. Couldn't have come this far without you. Thanks heaps, Scott Brown, the camp guy. Good on you, Scotty. I really appreciate that, mate. And uh, if you had a web address, you have. Campertrailer.com.au. Love your work, Scotty. Now, team, I have got a little tip for you, a little marketing tip. How's this for some stats? Number one, tablets and smartphones far outweigh sales of desktops and laptops. Huh. Stat number two 60% of internet access is made on mobile devices. The smaller screen impacts how much information we see. Okay starting to get a picture that mm, is your website mobile-friendly. Another stat, all other things being equal, Google will rank a mobile-friendly site above one that isn't. Those stats have come from the wonderful website Marketing Sherpa. Why do I tell you that? Because I hope, I hope being a motivated business owner and a listener of this show that your website is mobile-friendly, is responsive, can be viewed on a small screen. Please, if it can't, Change things now, and if you want to change things simply and easily, head over to Net Registry. They get your online marketing sorted, and one of the things they can do is get you a mobile-friendly, responsive website that is easily viewable on the smaller screens. NetRegistry.com.au, and tell them Timbo sent you. Okay, so a big, big shout out to a not-so-small business. American Airlines, thank you. Well, sort of thank you. They stuffed us up and then they got us, they turned it all around and made it really good. So uh, my son went off to the Bahamas uh, yesterday with three mates. He's turned 18. He's heading uh, over after a a wonderful 12 years at school to celebrate. Uh, I cried. I cried like a baby. At the airport, farewelling him through the gate. He's only going for four weeks. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. It was like letting go of my baby. Anyway, flew to uh, first stop, LAX, uh, Los Angeles airport, on his way. And as uh, it was a stopover, quick stopover, his uh, connecting flight was cancelled. Found himself, uh, thanks to American Airlines, trapped at the airport for 21 hours. No accommodation, no food vouchers, no nothing. Uh, Long story short, um, I hit American Airlines up on Twitter. They responded immediately. Um, I sent Jack over. They suggested Jack go over to the service counter. He did uh, with his mates. They got put up uh, for 12 hours at a five-star Western Hotel shuttle bus taken there. Um, meal voucher, twenty four dollar meal voucher. He got his sleep, he got his shower, probably flogged the shampoo and the conditioner from the bathroom. Hope you did, Jack. I uh, forgot to tell you remind you to do that. Um and look, great outcome. Yeah, their flight was cancelled and um that, that was a bit of a stuff up, but um they, American Airlines made good by putting them up in a wonderful hotel and giving the boys a bit of a rest. So wonderful use of Twitter and wonderful responsiveness by American Airlines. Thanks, guys. Now, as you know, I would normally do a 99designs little promo, but this entire interview that I'm about to share with you shortly is with the CEO of 99designs, and it ain't no promo. You are going to go behind the scenes of an amazing business success story that started in Melbourne and is now well and truly global. Uh, But I will remind you to head over to 99designs.com forward slash SBBM for an exclusive listener offer. 99designs, you get anything designed in seven days, team. 100% money-back guarantee. And, you know, I'm talking anything, any marketing touch point you think you need designed, 99designs can do it. 99designs.com forward slash SBBM. Okay, so I've got a very quick question from listener Brett Johnson. He says, hey, Timbo, I'm new to your podcast. I'm new to podcast, actually. Oh, wow, where you been, Brett? I would like to listen to your podcast in my car, which has a USB iPod jack that lets me plug audio files on my car let me play audio files on my car stereo i don't have an iphone or ipod hey if you just come down the last shower brett don't have an iphone or an ipod oh well i suppose not everyone does so i thought to save the podcasts to a usb stick but i couldn't work out how to do that it seems i can only stream them live or play them on stitcher or itunes is that right no well Brett, you can right-click on the media player on any episode of my show over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and uh, save it to your desktop and subsequently your memory stick, which you can plug into your car. Um, Other ways of accessing podcasts, though, um, for those who might have an iPhone or an – you don't even need an iPhone, just a smartphone – Um, obviously iphone itunes is good uh the podcast app from apple is good stitcher is an app that you're going to see if you've just bought a new car this year it'll be on your car uh, communications dashboard that's a good place to access podcasts that's the second biggest podcast directory in the world behind itunes i listen to all my podcasts using a wonderful app called downcast can't remember whether it was free or cheap if it wasn't free, it was a few bucks and um it's just got a lot of functionality that lets you play uh audio fast slow it's great for bookmarking you see all the show notes it's just got a lot of functionality that makes you allows you to get best use of podcasts there's lots of podcasts podcast apps out there downcast is my uh, one of choice at the moment. I'd love to hear what yours is. Head over to the show notes at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, episode 214. Very quick forum update. I'm running a free webinar for all forum members in December, early December, speaking from stage. All your questions you have about speaking from stage will be answered by me live on a webinar with past guest and international speaker, Amanda Stevens. So really looking forward to that. And I want to welcome all the new forum members that have joined over the last few weeks, of which there have been many. While well, really looking forward to seeing you active inside there. If you want to join, team, head over to crankmymarketing.com. Righto, let's get stuck in to today's interview. It is Patrick Llewellyn. He is the current CEO of 99designs, a wonderful, wonderful business that uh, has been going for a few years now, started in Melbourne, Australia. Patrick, switched on guy, big time. Uh, In 2009, after a decade of advising Australian technology and media companies, He started at 99designs, and he moved to the US to open the San Francisco office uh, a year later, actually, and was shortly uh, uh, thereafter appointed CEO, Chief Everything Officer, as I call that title. He's raised $35 million in a first-round capital investment raising for 99designs. He's opened up offices in Berlin, uh, across Europe, Latin America. And he's grown the business from a handful of staff to 106 in San Francisco, Melbourne, Berlin, Paris, and Rio de Janeiro. How's that? So uh, it's a great story, this one. Yeah, as of October 2014, how's this for some stats, guys? 99 Designs hosted more than 340,000 graphic design contests and paid out more than $85 million to its community of 905,000 designers around the world. This chat I have with Patrick, it is a wonderful insight into business growth and you're going to learn a lot of lessons from uh, Patrick on that. We talk about design fundamentals and design trends that are happening right now and how they impact your small business. And we talk about how to not be daunted by anything. So I started off by asking Patrick about where he lives and works. You live in a very interesting live and work in a very interesting part of the world. Palo Alto is down the road. Silicon Mm -hmm. Valley is on your doorstep.
1: Mm -hmm. What's it like? It's busy. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, really busy. Uh, No, it's a really exciting place to be. Um, Is it? Is it?
0: Is it like? I don't know. I can. I have a particular vision of it. It's just full of energy and ideas, and just, you know, people not sleeping. And it's just like a 24-7 incubator.
1: Yeah, it is a little bit like, I mean, definitely the awareness of the startup scene and how engaged people are is incredible. It's, that certainly took me back at the beginning when I first started hiring people here and I was, you know, hiring people for fairly, you know, rudimentary support roles and I was surprised at the questions that these folks were asking me because, you know, people had here to to work in the industry and they're engaged and they're reading TechCrunch and they kind of, you know, they know enough to be dangerous. I think, you know, my description of it is think Ballarat 1850 or, you know, Bendigo or, you know, this is a gold mining town and everyone who's running, there's a lot of people who are attracted to it because of that, you know, and it's not just to make their fortune but there's plenty of people who are chasing their fortune but it's also that kind of excitement of, what comes with a, a you know that kind of boom and, and 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 it is like a rush, and so that that propels energy it's you know I think it's one of the world's most exciting markets to be in, but mm-hmm. it's also one of the most competitive and so that's the other thing that kind of I think as an aussie you move across here and that really does slap you in the face that yeah, people are running hard there's plenty of smart people out there there's a lot of people with money out there. Um, and they're all trying to to make it big, and and so you kind of get that sense of you know the world is a very competitive place. So, so um,
0: is it is the eighty twenty rule applying where there is just a, there's a handful of people who are nailing it, who are hugely successful with their ideas, and are really kind of forging ahead, and then there's just that other eighty percent that are really go and go and get a job back home, or I'm guessing that's not the case or is there a kind of – the way the world's going is like we're seeing this wonderful kind of – even the small guys can succeed.
1: Yeah, I mean I definitely, we're definitely seeing the small guys succeed but I also think we're seeing the big guys get so big that they suck up the small guys. Mm-hmm. So it's not like go home, get a job. It's like stay here and work for one of the big guys who have made it, right? So if you're not successful yourself in your getting your idea up, there's somewhere else that you can make an impact – um, working with someone who is making it and probably making it big, you know, and you kind of think of just the teams of people or the, the Googles and Facebooks, et cetera, are sucking up and, you know, they kind of announce a new acquisition. It feels like almost every other day or Yahoo and it's really about getting their hands on people who can help them build what they want to do to satisfy their clients.
0: For someone listening, uh, we've got, I've got such a mix of listeners from, you know, bricks and mortar business owners to, that the kind of more tech savvy, um, <laughs> Is is it a place you would go if you like a place you really need to be in order to stay on the cutting edge? You're seeing stuff there that you're just not going to see elsewhere in the world.
1: Uh, I don't know if you are. I mean, I'm a big believer in staying home if you've got a network at home, and and you can you know and you can build it. I mean, I think if you, I think one of the beauties. You know, in particular, I'm very passionate about Australia and what we can achieve as a nation and I think one of the things that's great about being an Aussie entrepreneur is that you ha- you generally are, especially if you're an online entrepreneur, you're thinking globally from the get-go mm. and and so that gives you an interesting perspective and you can suck in a lot now. A lot of what's available is available online, you know, and... Yep. and People aren't necessarily sharing every day on the street in San Francisco. I mean, you can certainly spend a lot of time going to networking events and doing all that stuff right. and there's a lot of stuff that's available. But they're also just consuming media and I'm just consuming media like I would have at home and keeping up with stuff through, you know, reading and listening to the right podcasts and, you know, doing whatever it is that you do to stay informed. For mm-hmm. me, certainly, I get a lot of input from my investors. and You know, it's awesome to have someone like Excel um, on your board get to see everything and so they that certainly really does help but I think if you're um, I do caution people a lot that you know whilst there's a lot of great things about being here it is so so competitive that if you're underfunded or have no track record or no infrastructure or community here it can be very hard and a very daunting place to make it in some ways it's better to be at home and, you know, employ your friends and family or, mm. you know, your, your mates out of your old job who you know are talented and are going to believe in you because it's going to be hard to convince people here to follow your dream mm. when there's, you know, thousands and thousands of other people trying to convince other people to follow their dreams who <laughs> might have greater social, you know, validation or whatever.
0: You mentioned the word daunting. You are really, you know, you yourself. You're playing in the top end of town. You recently did a fund. Uh, oh, I don't know.
1: You can tell me the right forward. terminology. What is it? Yep. A fund? Yeah, fundraising. A a fundraising. Sorry, capital raising. A capital raising. Thirty yeah. thirty
0: five million dollars. You brought on mm-hmm. the likes of Facebook
1: and and some other big brands. What was that like? Um. Yeah. yeah I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it was it was great. Um. We actually brought on Excel Partners. So. Excel partners are um, the funders one of the key funders they were the largest shareholder outside Zuckerberg in, in in Facebook so they're kind of they're investors in Facebook and Dropbox and Etsy and you know just a a, a, a huge range they're doing but okay they're doing great they're, <laughs> you know and and so to get them involved was 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 really very exciting for us and and yeah i mean a little bit um there was a few nervous moments. but I think Tell what, me
0: about those. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, you're sitting across the
1: table from, obviously not Zach,
0: but someone yeah. like Zach.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're sitting across the table from the blokes who put the money in Zach and, and, wow. and women, men and women who did that. And so that is, you know, but I think mostly what is interesting about here and what is really different about being back home is we managed to build momentum at 99 Designs, so it's probably worth talking a little bit about that and then I can lead into the investment if you like or I can drive straight into the investment. But you know, the fact is that we had momentum and yep. we were actually pretty well known to the investor community here. And so we, we were lucky that they were chasing us and the first time we met them was because they called us, not that we called them. Yeah, so it, that changes the, the energy, it, doesn't it? It does change it a lot because you, you can be a bit more relaxed about it in that, hey, these guys invited us to come talk to them.
0: And Let's, did you play a little bit hard to get, you know, like the first date? Oh, look,
1: you know, Tuesday at 10. Look, yeah. can you do Wednesday? The reality <laughs> of it is is we actually took 18 months to take their money. <laughs> and so we, we first met them in um, – I moved over here in January of 2010. And, and, and Mark and I, Mark, the co-founder of 99designs, we visited here in October of 2009. And so 99designs so – if we take a step back, 99designs started in, in – February of 2008, and we spun out of a company called SitePoint.com. And so SitePoint, Melbourne-based business but with a global audience um, founded by Mark Harbottle and another guy called Matt Michiewicz. Um Matt was based in Vancouver, Canada. Melbourne was based in, you know, our office was in Collingwood uh, in Melbourne. And SitePoint was an information site. It was the place you went to learn about design and building mm. on the web and it was really you know a, a, it started in you know web 1.0 you know it was ad funded the big brands would go there to sponsor blog posts and buy mm. banner ads and do all of that sort of stuff to days there. when
0: clip art and comic sans yeah. were
1: really popular yeah, yeah, right to get to get in front of um this tech savvy audience or this uh, emerging tech savvy audience and and so side had a design forum and a developer forum and it was in the design forum that 99 designs was started so essentially designers were fun, for fun were playing a game called Photoshop tennis where one would you know put a fictional brief up and then others would submit their ideas to that brief and they would riff amongst themselves and then essentially have an informal vote on who had done the best job or whose idea really resonated with this the is crap. just within SidePoint. point. Just within SitePoint and yeah. just within the forum. Love it. And then, one, and then one day one of the designers was like, hey, I've got a, I've got a website client who wants a logo. I don't like doing logos. You guys seem to love doing them for fun. How about you submit the logo to my brief and if I pick one of you, I'll pay you. And the designers are like, yeah, we're, you know, we're doing it for money. We'll, I mean we're doing it for fun. We'll do it yeah. for money. And so – Luckily for us, that was successful and he, he did pick a winner and then other designers started using it as a way of sourcing work from each other and then the developers learned about what was going on in the design forum and so they started posting work into this forum and then before you knew it, the forum was very messy and, you know, Mark and the team um, looked at that and were like, maybe there's something here. And oh, so love that. And so literally the first iteration of our business model was just to charge people to listen to a forum. And and, and and really, it was kind of like maybe that 'll kill it you know and and it didn 't and then and actually, the next iteration was actually just to charge more to mm-hmm. listen to the forum, and then all of a sudden you 've actually got a revenue stream um, and you 're getting real feedback from real customers who were saying hey well, if you 're going to charge us money to listen to this forum, we need to be." Um, we need certain tools from you. We need a place to upload our brief. We need, a place, we need a mechanism to pay each other. We need a way in which we can transfer copyright and do all the sorts of things that you find on 99designs today. And so that was kind of our, our beginning point. So 99designs was spun out of SitePoint in February of 2008 um, with two developers. Um, you know, Lachlan Donald is our CTO today and Ed Paul Ainsley is one of our senior developers. So it's pretty great to still have those guys on board mm-hmm. And we can basically the focus of the business. And for the first three years, we didn't raise any outside capital. We just continued to grow through cash flow. And it really, our focus was on building the best platform we could, and you know, providing a good level of customer service. And we relied, you know, a hundred percent on word of mouth to grow the business.
0: So you'd lifted the idea out of the forum, given it its own domain,
1: mm-hmm. mm. and built and built the marketplace technology around it. So yeah, you know, it's so funny
0: listening you know like to this is 2008 it's not that long ago it's like six seven years ago and it, it, you know it feels like a lifetime but back then the idea and i don't think you don't refer to it as crowdsourcing ideas but back then you kind of, it kind of was wasn't it, it was one of the first yeah, iterations mean, of the sure. idea of going hey hey yeah. world you know give us your ideas and um here's a, here's a brief give us your ideas
1: Exactly, exactly. And, you know, there's no doubt that we've we've played a role in pioneering that model. And, you know, one of the things that's been fun about being in the Valley and and having Excel on board is, you know, they're regularly flicking me, you know, the 99 designs of another category, you know, (laughs) and that's pretty fun. And, you know, even there's an Aussie company called Kaggle um, who, you know, Anthony, um, is a very successful entrepreneur, and he raised fifteen million dollars. And he said to me, "Hey, mate, when we went out to raise money, we said we were the ninety-nine yeah. designs of, of data." And, and, and it's so a great it's,
0: way of pitching when you. It's like in Hollywood where they go, you know, it's this meets this film meets this film, or you know, imagine this and this, and
1: exactly, exactly. So it, it's kind of fun to be known as, uh, you know, to be part of something that is seen as a category leader. And I think, you know, generally, uh, you know, the the model we've continued to evolve the model, but you know, it's very core you know, design contests still play a really important part. You know, small business owners are rocking up and, you know, submitting their ideas and our designers are, uh, uh, sorry, submitting their briefs. briefs. Our designers are submitting their ideas and they're collaborating across the world. Now community's just gotten bigger and bigger, you know. The, the
0: contest thing, Patrick, can we just mm-hmm. touch on that? So yeah. 99designs, as a, one of the first platforms to go, will run contests, not... Yes. You don't have to submit a proposal, it's going to no, be a contest and we're going to have was, designers from all around the world offer up their finished designs in low res.
1: Yes, exactly. So it's almost like a pitch, you know. like So it's low res, it's uh, a work in progress. Um, and then, you know, we have a final round where the designers actually work on submitting all of the file formats that you need. But, yes, it's kind of like it's pitching on steroids. And When, and, when I and talk
0: about it from stage, the, the idea of because part of my – keynote, uh, I talk about the idea of a virtual marketing team and on your Mm -hmm. virtual marketing team, one of the people you need is a designer. I then talk about 99designs and the fact that it's a contest and you, you, even now, and there's obviously still plenty of work to be done Mm-hmm. You hear the room. Something changes in the room when I explain, yeah, 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 this is a contest. Because what, what, what people are being faced with at the moment, business owners are being faced with, is they do get a designer. And I know there's going to be designers out there who are already cracking the shits with me about what I'm yeah. about to say. We'll touch on that in a minute. But, you know, with one designer, yeah, you get three, five, maybe 10 concepts if you're lucky. Um, with 99 designs, you get potentially hundreds and Correct. the room, the, the dynamic, you hear people suck in a breath. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, so I put a brief out and what, I, I could get 150 concepts to choose from? It's, 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 there is still, you could, there's an education process there, isn't there?
1: There is. There is. And, you know, and, and one of the things is, one of the reasons why we've been able to grow pretty successfully and, and particularly we still rely very heavily on word of mouth is that people find it really engaging and a lot of fun. And it's an exciting time, you know, a lot of our customers are starting something new and, um, and, and you know, it might be their first foray in a small business and, you know, getting your logo design, your brand identity started is kind of the first thing that you do that's really tangible, you know, and it's something you can start to show off to your friends and say, hey, I've finally done it. I've made the leap. I'm opening my business. I'm doing my consulting gig, whatever it is and, what do you think of my name, my business name? What do you think of my logo? And, you know, we've got a platform that you can share that process with your friends. You were just talking about, you know, one of your forum members sharing, you know, some book covers. But we have that all the time. Where well,
0: like- I, I, I wasn't recording that. So just so what listeners, amazing story. Like one of my forum members written a book, uh, posted a brief for a contest for a book cover design on 99designs. They've shortlisted it down to eight and shared these the shortlist of eight book covers inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum. They are it's like looking at books on the airport bookshelf, or the airport bookshop shelf. You know, really good quality designs. They would stand up against any any other designer, and it was amazing. It was like it was a three hundred and ninety nine dollar brief and uh, yeah. or contest. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's, what do you say, Patrick? To let's just you know the elephant in the room because yeah. I, I have. I've blogged about this. I've talked about the virtual marketing team. You know, obviously, Ninety Nine Designs are sponsor of this show. Yep. I, more than more than one designer has had <laughs> a crack at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there was an interesting string on the Small Business Big Marketing Facebook last week. Um, he subsequently removed his discussion from it, which is a bit annoying because it was kind of good, rigorous debate. But yep. designers get the shits because um, they feel as though their take their work's being taken from them. What do you say to that?
1: Uh, depends on what sort of design you are i mean i think we actually feel like we're empowering a whole new class of designers in meeting clients from all over the world and one of the things that we've strived to do is we really think of contests almost like the dating paradigm you kind of you go to a nightclub it's noisy there's a lot of people to meet you get to meet a lot of people and if you're lucky you know at the end of that process you might meet someone right and then you go on and, and, and have dates and so a contest is kind of like that paradigm you put up your proposal lots of designers submit their ideas and then you start to whittle down to a few of the ones that really resonate with you Mm. and then ultimately you pick one of them and once you pick that one designer the chances of you going on to work with that designer to get other things designed is is actually very high and so we've built a, a large robust community of designers all around the world who treat this as a business development tool. And it's a way of totally. building their portfolio. It's a way of developing new customer contacts that they then turn into thousands and thousands and thousands and years and years worth of work. I mean, we've got one celebrated case. You know, it's one of our case studies on, on our homepage. Um, but but Derek, their founder of um, oh, now, mental blank startup. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at him now. Yeah. Um, startup. Startup. Startup Startup uh, grind. Started. Exactly you know, and there's a great chapter in Melbourne that you should go and check out if you're in Melbourne and there's a chapter in Sydney and I think they're all over Australia now, but you know he ran a design contest for a website met a web dev- a designer um, who was actually based out of Portugal who he eventually invited to come and 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 live with it, like live um, in the same town and so they've gone on to foster a relationship that spanned a number of different businesses together, and you know he no longer runs design contests but he works still with a designer he met on 99 designs well i can
0: say uh i've had a designer nikola who's in serbia uh Mm -hmm. for about five or six years and uh i found him on 99 designs well before we had a a partnership and uh um, amazing Amazing. That's exactly
1: my case in point, and so you know what we've been striving to do as a business is build out our platform so that we can continue to foster those ongoing relationships. So, yeah, you know, okay. we've built over the last couple of years our one-to-one projects tool, and that's getting we're you know adding functionality to that all the time, so that you know you can seamlessly go from working, you know, meeting a designer in a contest, and getting one thing done to asking that designer to do a bunch of other work for you, but you can continue to enjoy you know, our workflows, our copyright agreements, you know, our payment gateways, all of those things. And it just makes life easier for um, the, the customer who's getting the work done and for the designer to continue to work. And for us, it's all about continuing to facilitate what we think is a really important aspect of our business, which is developing those relationships and, you know, helping ultimately our, you know, it's, we're here to, help entrepreneurs get what they need to make their business successful and, you know, help designers create the career that they dreamed of. And, you know, we really are empowering, you know, this self-starter entrepreneurial Mm. spirit freelancer community that's, you know, burgeoning all over the world. And the beauty of the globe is your point. Like you've got a great designer in Serbia That works and online works and, you know, you, one of the magics of a design contest is that you can go to bed and wake up in the morning and there'll be lots more submissions in your inbox, you know. It's because by tapping into the creativity um, of the global economy, you know, the world's awake 24 hours totally, a day. <laughs> totally.
0: Now, I, I, I want to talk about growth and I want, to look, I want our listeners to learn You've Mm -hmm. grown significantly. I'm looking at the numbers that you share on the homepage of 99designs. Um, Open contests, 2,500 at the moment. Contests to date, nearly 350,000. Payouts Mm -hmm. to date, 87.5 million US dollars. I mean, this is some significant growth in the last uh, six Mm. years. Um, Let's talk marketing. Um, I, I love the fact that 99designs... Uh, have seen us podcasters as a great channel to market. But how have you gone about marketing the 99designs business beyond us podcasters to get that kind of growth?
1: So first of all, you know, I think for us growth has really stemmed heavily from, you know, product and customer support. So I'm going to take a step back and just reiterate how important it is to have a service that works and a product that works. Mm -hmm. Um, And we continue to invest in that. And we, you know, and still that is the lion's share of our growth today is coming from customers who have heard about it from a friend um, because we've delivered a good outcome. Great. Can I
0: I just add to that? Yeah. Eight out of 10 small business owners, Patrick, that I speak to say, when I say, what's the best marketing that you do? Oh, word of mouth. Word of mouth is, I believe, isn't marketing. It's the result of great marketing. And in your case, it's the result of having a product that has a beautiful Mm -hmm.
1: interface. And that just works, exactly you know, right. So, so then, and so then, you know, marketing on top of that, mate. I think it's something that we're still learning and iterating on. Hmm. And 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 I think you know one of the one of the things that I've, I talk to small business owners about and entrepreneurs about, if I'm you know lucky enough to get invited along to a meet up or whatever, is like, hey, you know, for a long time, one of our strengths was focusing really heavily on product and customer support. Um, to help fuel that word of mouth, but then you know we were kind of a little bit late to the marketing game in some ways, right like you know we we didn't invest much we didn't really understand how to spend to acquire customers um, as well as we could have, and so I think we're still learning, but you know there are you know lots of channels that we use today um, to acquire customers I mean you know Google AdWords is one. You know, we spend a lot of money with Google. Um, Google's getting more and more expensive and I think it's going to be harder and harder for small business owners to effectively use that channel because Google is really, really good at pricing (laughs) their inventory. They're, I think, the best in the world at it. Um, But, you know, I think if you've got a niche business um, in a, a niche environment, then it can still work well for you because, you know, there's still a lot of small business owners who aren't taking advantage of, you know, search traffic you know, SEO is, you know, search engine optimization is something that, you know, we, we were a little bit late to. We, we we didn't focus on it too heavily, but now, you know, we we do have a team that's dedicated to that. And, you know, a lot of that's just making sure that you've got the right content and the right keywords on your site. But also, you know, for us, it's a lot about integrating PR um, and Those, you know, there's topics that we're wanting to promote, but, you know, like for us, we now, we're getting more and more free traffic um, from keywords that we've targeted, you know, for us, logo design, if you type that in, hopefully, you know, we'll be one or two every time you search. Um, There's there's no
0: shortage. Uh, The the competitive landscape for you is fierce, Mm -hmm. fierce. Uh, You've had a lot of copycats come Mm -hmm. after you. There are he lots has. of other options in sense yeah. of not necessarily contest sites, but sites yep. like like an Elance or an Odesk where you're going yep. to go and have to look for a designer uh, yep. versus get uh, a whole lot of designs sent your way uh, seven days yep. later coming from your brief. Mm-hmm. Um, what What's your biggest threat and what are you doing about it?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, threats come from everywhere. I mean, I think, you know, like... I'm less concerned about people who copy us and I'm more concerned about people who are coming up with new ways to solve the same problem. Hmm. And so I think I feel really good that 99designs, if you want to get design online from a graphic designer, then we're the best in the world at that and you shouldn't be considering any other solution and I know that people still use Elance and Odesk and, mm-hmm. you know, tons of other platforms out there and it's our job to continue to show people why we're a better solution and, you know, I think there's, you know, we've got lots of evidence to suggest that we are. I think, you know, but I think about what's the next intelligent software application that perhaps takes designers out of the picture. And like, it, like a Canva? Like a Canva. I mean, I think Canva still requires the user to yeah, does. A- apply their own artistic thing and i and i know you know if you're not a designer it can still be a bit daunting to go is that good the, the, or not art.
0: so yeah. yeah like and this this gets my backup so here's the thing A uh, colleague of mine on facebook the other day she was um off speaking to a group of small business owners and she wanted to know what was the best way for a small business owner to get a website up and there were comments coming from everywhere oh wordpress and squarespace and this and that's like Really, what about the small business owner not being responsible for designing or developing the site but, and, and cash flow being what it is, if you mm-hmm. can afford it, get someone else to do the stuff that you're no good at. And design's a classic example. We all think we're designers, but we're not. Right, I, I don't right. know whether to match my socks with my shoes or my pants. You know, like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I think if you, if you don't have the inner artist or you don't trust in yourself. And I think sometimes we think we are, we do have some artistic um, capabilities. And I think that's what's wonderful about our platform is you get an opportunity to collaborate with designers and I think they can help draw it out of you. And so at the end of it, we kind of have this working notion of the creative entrepreneur. And by the time you've been through a design contest, you're going to feel more creative by the very function of engaging with a bunch of designers and really taking some time to think about fonts and color and get educated through, mm. through that process and I think, you know, I think that's harder to replicate in a tool set but the tools are getting better all the time and I think, you know, they have their place and so I, you know, I do see, um, you know, the canvas and the square spaces and, um, you know, other platforms like that as an that's alternative. Rich. Mm. You know, it's a threat and an alternative um, that's really viable, and you know, and depending on your budget and your expertise, and something you should check out. Mm. Um, but well, I, our, you know, uh, I can tell
0: you, Patrick, uh, you are number two uh, for Google Ads and number two for organic search on logo design in Australia. So well done to you! I think number yeah, one. I mean that
1: number two. Is uh, I can't believe we're not number one. We do more logos than anyone else in the world, so Google's oh, got, but that's just ranking. Well, yeah, yeah so, that's SEO. That's it. Google's got a problem with their uh, their ranking algorithm. We'll be number one again soon because uh, you know, like I think sometimes people still manage to do black hat stuff, they yeah, get some, yeah, they get some temporary gains, but... Um, I'm not sure
0: being... It's a separate discussion. I, I don't know. Number two in Google AdWords, for example, and the ads that appear at the top of a search, I think there is some some research that says being number one isn't necessarily the best spot because people think you've paid too much to be there or something, and yeah, we I mean, I the think, underdog.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder about that. My only concern is that Google is doing a better and better job of masking what's an ad and what's not. Oh yeah, And I, and I think it's harder and harder for the average consumer to differentiate you know what's a what's a what's a paid ad and what's you know natural search yeah. and i think that, that i don't think that's you know don't get me started on um, Google because then they'll come and find me. Um, (laughs) I was just going
0: to say, well, you could hop on you. You'd have some kind of groovy uh, cycle, uh, you know, titanium cycle. Just head down to the Googleplex and down the road and (laughs) tap on Larry's door. I I tell you
1: what, you've got to be a brave person to ride a bike on these American roads. (laughs) Uh, I think they're, uh, I think they're, uh, they're, so, you know, I think it is important to, to, you know, to invest in those strategies. It's amazing for us how much we have to spend today on just defending our brand term mm-hmm. versus you know what we are used to in the past. I mean that's one thing yeah. that I do not love about Google is that you know you've typed in 99 designs and there's a bunch of other ads that no, people No, I
0: typed have... in logo design.
1: Uh, okay, sorry, but if you type in 99 designs you'll also see a bunch of other ads. Oh, for sure. Uh, right, that people you know and I just think that that's, that makes it tough. Um, other tactics that work for us, I mean, if we get back to your sort of question yep. around, you know, marketing and, 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 and what's worked. So, you know, they, they have worked for us um, and so, you know, we, we're managing to increase our spend um, and, and, and acquire more customers. We're starting to have some success on Facebook, you know, and I face, I think Facebook, you know, is a rapidly evolving platform that has some really interesting potential um, We're learning about Pinterest now. I think, you know, I'd love to talk to you and understand what you think about Pinterest, but I think that it's actually a really interesting medium that's Mm. going to. I heard a stat last week that Pinterest has overtaken Twitter as, uh, you know, the go to referral site for consumers. And so I thought that.
0: Any brand that's visual,
1: yeah, exactly. Pinterest is just a no brainer. It is, it is. And so I, I think there's just, you know, some really interesting emerging platforms. We really are still, you know, we have a really strong spread of, of things that we've done. We've had some success recently. Like, so we kind of eat our own dog food. You know, we've produced some ebooks, books um, we've, we've created some infographics that we've used to, you know, um, you know, drive PR engagement. Sometimes we use that for lead gen. So, you know, download a book, get a free template, you know, give us some information on yourself so that we can then remarket our services to you. These are all things that have been pretty successful for us. And so we continue to evolve and iterate on those. Starting to spend money on all sorts of mediums.
0: listeners. I'm talking to Patrick Llewellyn, he's the CEO, the chief everything officer of 99 designs. And uh, Pat, before I let you go, I, I want to hit on design trends. I am uh, we are going to be joined inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum in a few weeks' time by your head designer to talk specifically about how to get your design brief right, and you know the do's and don'ts of great branding and logo design, etc. So we won't go that deep, but uh, you're around design all day, every day. Some key trends that you're seeing um, for for design and in small business, you know. For example, um, I'll lead the way. You know your logo has to go it has to work in small form environments like apps and online listings now right through to you know trade show stands
1: Um, yeah exactly what else are you seeing so i mean i think we're seeing a simplification of design i think apple's led the charge and you know us all finding clean design more appealing you know i kind of call it the appleization of the world you know i think and, and so i do think that that Is a trend, you know. It's kind of they call it, you know, we call it flat design. But you know, you you're seeing less drop shade, (laughs) three drop shadows, yeah, or drop shadows. Exactly, you know, we're seeing a whole lot of less of that today, and we are seeing, you know, a a push towards, you know, flatter design. I think, you know, that. You're talking about the logo being able to work in all formats, but you know, in particular, when you think about web design now, people are thinking about responsive design from the get go. And so, you know, we're seeing a lot of people start with thinking about design for the. Small form environment like the mobile app and using that as a way of thinking about what's really critical um, that I need to get across to a customer. If I've got a limited amount of space and then applying those concepts as you continue to design for larger format, I think that's, um, in, you know, an increasing trend and something that, you know, we apply in the business as well here Um other trends. I, I love uh, the,
0: the Appleization yeah. of the world. Hello to all you PC users. But um, there <laughs> is, I mean, you know, it's classic. We, we can sometimes get caught. I'll give you an example. Yeah. You know, AWeber, the email auto-responding software that many of us yep. use, or MailChimp or any of those, yep. they give you the option of these really fancy newsletter-based templates for your e-newsletter. E- e- yeah, like we all can't yep. wait to get another e-newsletter. and. Yep. As the creator of those e-newsletters, people go in and and probably sit back having created one because they're drag and drop, very easy to do. And you look at, wow, that looks really, really good. And it it might look, to the user who's created it, they think, yeah, well, job well done. But as the recipient, it's just a confusing mishmash of information that I probably don't really need. So stripping stuff back is, yeah, I see this in design. It's a marketing 101, like, Remove things until it stops making sense. You know.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly, and really think about calls to action and what you're trying to drive. Um, T- totally. From, from everything that you're displaying, and so yeah. you know, and that's that's one of the real benefits of getting a professional to help you. You know, mm. be it a you know marketing to professional is helping you think about call to actions and copy and, you know, just, you know, basic um, conversion tactics to a design expert is like, cool, this use of color, this use of font, but how do we, you know, how can we get across this message with, you know, the least amount of words, um, keep it really clean and simple. And so, you know, we, we see a lot of, em- for that example, like banner ads and email ad, you know, email newsletters and things like that designed on, our platform because people want a designer to help them think it through Yeah, because um, it is hard but you know the tools are great and you know I think MailChimp's a classic example of you know they were a relatively late entrant to mm. you know do it yourself email and you know they're a massive business today massive, and, oh, and, and, and a lot of that is because they've, they've always had a really nice designer setting. And, and they value design and creativity and, you know, I think it shows. Yeah, that
0: is a great example because I think many small businesses underplay design. They think, oh, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit fluffy, you know. What, I, don't, yeah. I need a beautiful logo across all my touch points. Come on, Timbo, talk about something serious. So I can hear that some of them say, but go to MailChimp uh, or go to 99designs even, but go to MailChimp and see how beautiful... Design can have such an impact in building emotion, in building trust, in building. You go there for the familiarity, and it's like, therefore, that gets that that removes barriers, barriers to actually doing business with them,
1: and you yeah, actually enjoy and I, it.
0: And and not just design; their, their copywriting is actually pretty funny too. Yeah,
1: they're they're, they're actually doing a great job. I, we aspire to be as good as Mailchimp one day. I think you know they're certainly one of the companies that I admire and who have done a terrific job. Um, I think. Uh, you know, when I think about small business on, you, know, m- you know, my mum's a chiropractor and health practitioner based in Aries Inlet. And, uh, nice. you know, and, and I just think how she's had to evolve. You know, when I was a kid growing up in her practice, you know, there was the sign on the shop that was in the main street of Upway. We actually used to, we grew up in the down in but it was in the main street of Upway. And, you know, she used to pay to have a, a Yellow Pages ad and then occasionally she'd go and maybe run a seminar at the footy club or, you know, do some sort of pro bono work with a learning sporting club so people knew, you know, the sort of work she does. Mm -hmm. But today she's, you know, got a blog. She was at my place uh, two weeks ago preparing to go and speak at a seminar. She was thinking, you know, she got banners designed. She, like for her, marketing has changed significantly, you know. I
0: hope she gets a design discount.
1: Yeah, she, she does, you know, much to much to her son's shot. Yeah, exactly. You know, she doesn't always use this, mate. So I've still got to... I've, oh, really? Yeah, well, because she, you know, one of the interesting things for her is that, you know, and, and this is a classic example. She's met a designer locally who she likes. Cool. She can meet in person, have a coffee, you know. So I, I, I still don't, you know, I think it's really valid. You know, I don't mind how you meet a designer and how you engage with the designer. I just think it's really great if you do. Correct. Um, and I think, you know, I think one of our things is... Not everyone knows where to go to find a designer. Um, you might not be located where there's a bunch of them. If you don't know, then we're awesome. If you do know and you're happy with what you're getting, then you Stick know continue with, with that relationship wherever it may be yeah. but she um, but she did get a logo design and a bunch of stuff done with us. Um, but I just think about for her how much business has changed over fifteen years you know it's you don't have to think about. You know, she didn't, didn't even have a logo. You know, in the past, it was really just yellow yell pages ad, you know, and then maybe the sign writer put something and, you know, there was a with comp slips and some other stuff. But, you know, it was less important then than it is today when you're thinking about, well, how do I, if I'm buying some Google ads, how do I want that to be represented? And if someone's clicking on my website, what do I want them to think when they go to that? And how do I compare to the other health practitioners in my local yeah. area? And so, you know, the world's becoming more competitive and the form factors in which people search, they're, you know, in, in the US, and I don't know if we have the equivalent in Australia, but, you know, they're, they're looking on Yelp, they're Googling you, mm. um, you know, there's kind of like, there's so many different ways in which, you know well, you're getting found correct
0: and you, uh, there'll be an app there'll be a thing called an apple watch come out very soon too so what's your, what, how does a logo look on that it's, it's just right. scary sure. what i've got to think about hey patrick gonna let you go three very okay, quick man. questions one you're in the heart of silicon or well, you're the heart of silicon valley doors, on your doorstep uh mm-hmm. the tech world's at your feet what's
1: your favorite app <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great question. I mean, I, I, it's really hard. Like, uh, my, my answers are really boring. Um, Go for it. You know, for me, because I live over here and my family is mostly in Australia, yep. I get a lot of value out of the Facebook ad, app, I've got to tell you. like right. You know, yeah. just take it's, off that app. Yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit popular. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite it, gadget? Uh, yeah, good question. It's probably my iPhone. Yeah, you know, like I'm pretty boring, mate. That's all uh, right. What's
0: your favourite source of um, info? Let's call it tech info. Is there an online magazine, an offline magazine? Where, where do you get all your
1: info from? I, I, I browse a, a range of them. I think the publications that I, I really like at the moment, like I'm a big fan of Panda Daily. Um, uh, um, I, I like Recode. You know, I still check out TechCrunch. Um, <sighs> beauty you know and then and then you are and then i'm getting a lot of my stuff you know you you see information by twitter you're kind Mm -hmm. of reading by that you're seeing stuff trend on facebook you know you're kind of small business big marketing show exactly (laughs) you know there's lots and lots of different sources
0: love it (laughs) hey patrick Llewellyn, thank you so much for sharing some pretty amazing insights and taking us behind the scenes of 99designs
1: yeah thanks a lot tim
0: what about that team I hope you enjoyed that. I love talking to Pat. He's a smart guy, switched on guy. He's got that just a really uh, high energy feeling that you know he's just doing good things around that 99designs business and there are good things to come. I'd like a share of it, I think. I'd like, yeah, I'd like a, I don't know, just a 10, 20% equity stake in it yeah I should have asked him hey I learned a lot from that and these here are my top three learnings from that thanks to ninety nine designs and the good folks at net registry number one look for things in your business that are getting traction and then turn them into offers whether they be products or services so you know ninety nine designs uh, came out of something that they saw happening inside the forum so look for things trends um, that are happening in your business and see whether you can turn them into um, a paid business offering. Insight number two, review the importance you place on design, guys. How much do you care about the design of your business, of your brand, your logo, your stationery, your PowerPoint slides, your brochure, your banners, your signage, your car wraps, your everything? Do you care if Raise it. Even if you do care, raise it a few bars and uh, turn it on its head because great design has such a positive, positive impact on a business. Number three, don't be daunted by anything or anyone. I loved Pat's capital raising story and hey, don't be daunted. You're good at what you do, believe in yourself and move forward confidently. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Patrick Llewellyn, CEO of 99designs. Motivational quote of the week. I need some kind of jingle or drum roll or something for this. I'm enjoying sharing these and getting really good feedback. Here is this week's motivational quote of the week. Are you ready? Ask. That's it. (laughs) Seriously. I had another one, but listening back to Patrick's interview, like ask and, you know, You just don't know what people are going to say. Too often, we think that, you know, oh, we want to ask someone something, but the answer is going to be no, so we don't ask them. So just ask. Uh, that's the motivational marketing quote of the week, and it reminds me of an interview way back with Steve Sims from Bluefish, which was all about, "Hey, if you don't ask, you don't get." I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That was a great interview. Um, anyway, um, my quote, who, uh, my other quote, I'll share with you next week. It's going to be, it is from Bill Gates, but uh, you'll have to wait for that one. Righto, team, that almost brings us to the end. Um, I am interviewing Michelle Bridges this week, so that interview will be coming up, personal trainer to the stars. I interviewed a guy this week, Steve Yui. He has a business called iflyflat.com.au, and he does. He flies flat. He shows you how to make best use of all those points that you're earning. Had a great chat with his fellow, Paul Greenberg, from National Online Retailers Association, about the future of Ricks and Mortar Retail, that will be it. That is a challenging interview. Look forward to sharing that with you. Plus, plenty more fireside chats coming up. You want to see me each day? Well, maybe you don't hear from me each day, head over to the forum, smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. In fact, the easiest way, crankmymarketing.com. I'll see you in there to answer your marketing questions. Uh, thank you, 99 Designs, for sponsoring this show. Thank you to Net Registry for sponsoring the show. I love you both. And I reckon that's about it. Have a wonderful week, team. May your marketing be the best marketing. See you next time.
1: You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with
0: Tim Reid. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com.